1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here on Sports Talk
2: on the Big 870. Mike Detail, you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby bear And on our Hard talking Talk & Text line from Baton Rouge Proud, Chessa Boucher. Chessa, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
3: Thanks, guys, for having me. It's good to hear from you all.
2: Chess, uh, I'm going to ask you right off the bat, uh, man, you know, Kim Mulkey, Lady Tigers win the national championship. And then, oh, uh, what they do? Ho-hum. They go get the two top transfer people in the country, uh, Haley Van Lith and uh, Anissa Morrow. Um, from what you've seen from both of them, you, your thoughts on them, your former uh, basketball player yourself, but to add to this unit, which is really good, even without them, but you add these two young ladies to that unit, wow. And then you got the number one recruit, In the country, which just so happens to be from Louisiana, uh, she's coming to Baton Rouge, too. It's like the rich get richer, Chelsea. Chelsea, You you ain't
3: (laughs) lying. Them going back-to-back, getting the best number one recruit out of the transfer portal. We all know Angel Reese. She was number one last year. Kim grabs her. It's starting to build this program the way she likes to run things. Goes and gets the number one and number two recruits, both of those players. You can go to any recruiting site, and one will be number one, one will be number two, and vice versa. So I think it just sees the volume of what Kim Mulkey is building down here. I think Haley Van Liff is the point guard that Kim has always kind of wanted. She plays a lot like Kim played, very passionate, very in-your-face, and just a winner and just get, has that, like, killer mentality of just wanting to win and to compete and to be the best. And, I mean, if you look at what she was able to do at Louisville, her and Caitlin Clark are the only two players in the country who averaged at least 19 points, four rebounds, and three assists throughout the year. I think she is a big key factor that LSU needed, especially losing Alexis Morris to the draft. So you replace that point guard with another solid point guard, and then you bring in Anisa Morrow, and you're just like man, this team is stacked. Those were the two pieces, losing Medeja Williams down low and losing Alexis Morris. Those were the two key pieces that you were like, if they can get somebody to come in and fill those voids, they'll be back where they were. But you get two key players that are just as good, if not better, and have more experience now. And like you said, bringing in the number one recruit in the country, Michaela Williams from Bozier City. Shout out Bozier City, even though she's from South Bozier. I'm from North Bozier. Big difference, even though nobody knows. <laughs> Come
2: that. Come on, Chessie. You got to give her her props. Come <laughs> on. Oh, I give her
3: her props. I'm <laughs> jealous. I, I would have been a baller like her. But yeah, it's just, it's remarkable to see who they brought in. And, and basically, it's hard not to pick them as the number one favorite and to go back to back. It's hard to do. But I think Kim is starting to build a dynasty here. And it's crazy because it's just going to be year three with Kim. But I think Kim's ability to recruit and this coaching staff she has, they know what they want. They go after it. And that's what we're seeing.
4: Now, Chess, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at what you accomplished so quickly. Uh, and then you're looking into the future. Uh, no, we got to wait and see. But I, I almost uh, might come a case in point where Kim Mulkey's underpaid. I mean, all of a sudden, (laughs) uh, you know, she's ringing the closing bell in the New York Stock Exchange. Then, obviously, she's going to get to go to the White House. Uh, What caught my attention, I was reading this, uh, that Coach Kim Mulkey won the NCAA titles in 2005 and 12 and 19 at Baylor and then led LSU to his first uh, NCAA championship, men's or women's basketball. Uh, Mm -hmm. When when you look at that unbelievable uh, victory against Iowa. Uh, now, uh, she's the only, or I should say the only coach uh, yep. on Division One basketball uh, to win national titles at two schools. Now, you might yep. say, well, Bobby, what about Rick Pitino? Now, Rick Pitino won titles at Kentucky and Louisville, but had the championship at the latter school, that being Louisville, uh, vacated. And the mm-hmm. only woman in Division One basketball with national championships as—now, as, now, this is the thing. You want to talk about a stud? Kim Malkin, look, look at this. She won a national championship as a player, as an assistant coach, yeah. and as a head coach. Uh, and just the second uh, woman to lead a program to a national championship in the coach's second season on the job. So I, I don't know, Chester. When you look at it, um, she might be underpaid.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. like, But you knew that going into this. Scott Woodward knew what he was doing when he hired Kim. Kim Everything that you just talked about, all of her accolades, she's a winner. Wherever she goes, she wins, and she gets the best out of her teams. And she also knows how to recruit, but not even that. It's different of just bringing in recruits and having them play and to compete. But she gets them to buy in, and they play together, and they are successful. And I think that's a big key piece, especially this day and age. It's hard to get that many talented people to buy into a system and really want the same thing there are so many especially on this national championship team you have so many girls that are loud personalities and you know have a lot of that star power and to be able to handle these talented players and for everybody to be satisfied and to be happy and to go after national championship and win the way they did just shows the ability and and the coaching prowess that Kim Mulkey has.
2: Chessa, I think you just heard uh, Kim Mulkey's next agent just talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my Bobby's ready for that no, job. I, I, that, that, uh, he, now, he's ready to no, tangle with no, Woodward wood, wood on uh, that Well, that, 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 that's not an
4: opinion. <laughs> those are the skins on the wall. Uh, that's why yep. I'm like, uh, come on.
2: Uh, Scott rather deal with uh, the one Kim got now <laughs> than to deal with you. But um, Chessa, I know you've known Kim for a long time, but mm-hmm. I think people – Uh, who are at the top of the line in their profession. I don't care if it's coaching or in business or uh, media, whatever. They have this one ability to change with the times uh, because athletes don't stay the same. Mom and dads don't stay the same. Everything sort of changes, and they have the ability – to keep that core, what they have believed in and what has worked for them, but also change kind of the parts around it. Looking at Kim and having known her for a long time, what has been a couple of key changes she has made uh, personally? Uh, to adjust to a new athlete of today, and the game is different today. Even since when you were playing, the game's changed quite a bit, and so your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, when I played for women's basketball, you always had a dominant center, like a big that you ran your offense through that dominant center down low. And two of the championships that Kim won at Baylor, that's how – she won those national championships with a Brittany Griner, somebody down low who just dominated. Now the game is more you have two post players that really dominate, and I think that's exactly what we saw with Angel Reese and LaDasia Williams. Now you bring in another key piece with Murrow, and it's just like, man, its it's so crazy to see the evolution because, yet again, you have to have three-point shooting, but Kim's foundations have always been – You have to have great post-play down low. You have to rebound and you have to be a great defensive team. And I think she's stuck with that. That is what she preaches to her team nonstop. But I think the way Kim has been able to be successful and to evolve as as a head coach is that she realizes at this day and age, the way you recruit, it's all about NIL, building a brand, and what you do for these athletes. Because they want compensation. They want the notoriety on social media and Kim's brought in Jennifer Roberts who was on the coaching staff at Baylor with Kim and she was also at Louisiana Tech when I was growing up and Jennifer Roberts knows how to get brands Um, hungry and want to work with athletes and I think that has kind of pushed them forward Of like not only will you come here and compete for a championship but we'll build your brand and you'll make a living off of playing ball here and doing certain things for certain companies to promote them and I think that's really been the biggest key in bringing in these athletes I mean to see what we have seen from Angel Reese just exploded on social media and making the money that she's making just from NIL alone. Like who wouldn't want to come to Baton Rouge to make that kind of money? I mean, she just bought herself a brand right. new Mercedes at 21. Like I was <laughs> I wish I was buying a brand new Mercedes at 21. I'm not buying it at 37. Like, but that just shows what you're uh-huh. able to do when you have that brand and that notoriety. And, And they're cashing in
4: on it. I don't blame them. Well, uh, Chester, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, You you look at the transfer portal. uh, Boy, it's it's, it's grand slams. It's home run after home run coming to Baton Rouge. And, you know, it's obviously it's all the recruiting process, not just coming out of high school. Uh, But, look, you you could get a stud out of Louisville and all of a sudden she was to be an LSU Tiger. No, you have to have the name, image, and likeness. has to have a plan. Uh, But uh, when you look at the competition – where is um? I don't. I, I think you probably know this, I, cause I don't know. It helped me educate me. Like, where is South Carolina at? Cause you look how dominant South Carolina was a, a, as of late, and uh, Coach Mulkey said, I don't know. We're trying to be like South Carolina. Boy, it seems like all of a sudden they've kind of caught up. And you look what Iowa did. So when you look at LSU and all the teams around the country, how would you compare them uh, coming up for this uh, season? Is South Carolina still going to be the South Carolina you expect to be in the Final Four and winning SEC championships? So what's your take where they're at compared to LSU?
3: No, I would definitely say that especially the senior class that they just lost. The I think their starting five as well as one off the bench, they all came in as true freshmen. And I think they really set the tone for that program and really helped build a dynasty because if you look on that roster from last year from top to bottom the starting five and then the five that come off the bench those five off the bench could have gone to any program and started and I think that was the biggest key for South Carolina being so dominant is just their depth and experience you can't really build a roster like that anymore just because of the transfer portal and how everybody is so quick to get tip. paid so think, yeah so I think for Kim, She's really gone after that transfer portal. And I think some coaches, men's, college, basketball, football, everything, if you're not jumping on the transfer portal and making the most of it, you're getting left behind. I mean, look at Dabo Sweeney there in Clemson. He was like, I'm not for the transfer portal. And he's kind of wet the bed over the past few years. And so I think you just have to go with the times and figure out what works best for you. And I think with Kim and them being as successful out of the transfer portal and bringing them here to Baton Rouge, they
4: have built this dynasty, and I just I think it's up from here. Well, well and, and, and Chess, uh, don't you, the, the PMAC, uh, what? That, that, I, I want to see <laughs> the tickets to women's basketball. I don't know about the men's basketball, but, uh, you know, like gymnastics, everybody wanted to be in that number, the PMAC. Well, right now, I'm saying from the get-go, uh, I want to be in that number uh, because I know we're the best of the best, or at least we're up there, expectations in women's basketball. Yep. Oh, absolutely.
3: I know that the numbers have at least doubled, if not tripled, from Kim's first year to now. And you talked about Kim getting a raise, and I know she loves to make money and do all that, but I think Kim's main goal right now is to try to get either renovations to the PMAC or to get a right. new you know, arena for her program. And I don't blame her. The PMAC's a bit outdated. Why not make some adjustments? I know that this year they changed like where the media room is, Where the old media room is, it's now a training facility where you go and, like, get your ankle taped or get any type of, um, like, physical therapy stuff. You can get done at the old media room that's now turned into a training room. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in the next few years if Kim doesn't get a brand-new arena because that's what she's pushing for. and, and, and and,
4: and, And, Chessa, I'm not hating on nobody. I'm just giving an opinion. And everybody has an opinion. I guarantee if the men's basketball pro- program would accomplish what uh, what Coach Malky and the women's program, uh, they'd have a, ba- a brand-new arena. Uh, I'm well, telling you right now. I'm not saying whether it's fair or not, Mike. Uh, I agree with you, uh, <laughs> You know, the money involved and all that. Listen, uh, women's gymnastics, uh, women's basketball, we all want to win a championship no matter what the sport, because you're representing uh, the LSU Fighting Tigers. Uh, but I'm telling you, I, I think why this, the slow changes are coming. Uh, but, but if it was the men's basketball program, just accomplished what Coach Mulkey did, uh, that, no, it'd be in the works already to have that new arena uh, to replace the PMAC. I think that's my opinion.
3: No, I agree. And let's, I mean, we're all from the state of Louisiana. It's a good old boy state. And I understand that men's basketball probably brings in a lot more money than women's basketball did previously. And as you know, with the former coach for women's basketball, it was very stale. She had a good few years, and then she was very average. And it was not, you know, basically what you saw this year between men and women's basketball, that was exactly how it was before Kim got here. There was hardly anybody in the PMAC. It was never sold out. It was right. just terrible crowd. So, absolutely, I agree with you. I think that it would already be in the works. But I think the push that Kim, what she has done, and now she's made up her mind of, Speaking out and wanting more, and to have a PMAC to either get a new arena to get, you know, some additions made to it. I think that's going to be on her mind as well as another national championship, and I think she's going to push for it. But I agree. I think I definitely think that it would have already been in the works had it been on the men's side. But that's, I mean, that's life. That's how it is in the state of Louisiana.
2: Jessa, one thing we learned from this interview. Next time your contract comes up, I got the right agent for you. I can be, a, I, I can be a good agent, Jessa. I'm telling you, I got the right agent for you. Well, especially
4: if you got skins, if you got skins on the wall. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, but, well, there, there's no argument. Uh, you can have an opinion. Now I'm gonna tell you why your opinion's not right. Because look at these accomplishments. You no, know, whoever's re- 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 representing Kim Mulkey, No, she's. You might say, oh, look at that contract. Where they're now, what they are paying her. what? Look what she put LSU in the mat, women's basketball. No, uh, she's underpaid. Uh, yep. I, no, I, I, just proofs in the pudding, which he's accomplished.
2: Now, Brian Kelly's looking for a chief of staff. Bob wouldn't be good in that position because you got to tell everybody you got to tell the coach the bad things in life. And you know, sometimes he's not crazy, but that's the worst job in the world to be uh, the new what you want to call GM for a coach that's got all this power. And then you, okay, it's not like, hey, guess who made a B-plus on a test? It's about guess who's not going to class on a regular basis? No, that chief of staff job, uh, that's not a good one. So, uh, But Bob could be the agent for well, you, Chess, well, well, I'm telling you. I'm well, um, just giving you some advice right and, now. And
4: then high expectations for the LSU football program and Coach Kelly. And he's looking uh, for a new uh, GM uh, now no, with no, Brian no, no, I can tell you right now, shame on LSU if they don't get to double-digit wins. Now, Mike, their toughest game might be the first game not, of the season I, against I've Florida State. Felt oh, i felt that. What? i felt uh, that. That's going to be a battle in Orlando. Uh, now, if he comes out on top, Yep. Mike, what he has to do, you might say, well, uh, Coach O, look at uh, all the players he had. Well, all I know is one of the, it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college football season ever. The national championship with Joe Burrow. Well, who got Joe Burrow to LSU? Coach O. So Coach yeah. Kelly's going
2: to be judged on that. And he got Jaden Daniels right. to go to LSU, too. And, and, and the story's well, not quite written yeah, on that so yet. So uh, if
4: Jane Daniels and Coach Kelly, they bring a national championship, then all of a sudden everyone loves you.
2: Chessa, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. And again, uh, helped you out agent-wise. So uh, we'll talk about that later. But thanks so much, Chessa. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Pass Bobby's digits to me. So
2: when my contract comes up, I know who to call oh, no, no. oh, goodness. All right, Chess, thanks so much. Chessa Boucher from Baton Rouge Proud. Uh, we appreciate her coming on and her insights on uh, women's basketball. I don't think anybody knows as much women's basketball as, as Chessa. She does a fantastic job.